Hi, my name is Thelma Plum. I'm a Gamilaray woman and I am a singer-songwriter. Yeah, welcome to the next episode of Introducing. I hope you enjoyed Holly Humberstone. How good was she? She did tell me after the chat that she was going to listen to the podcast because she loves podcasts, as she revealed. Fingers crossed, Holly. Hopefully you did. Hopefully, if you're listening now, you are going to enjoy my chat with Australian singer-songwriter Thelma Plum. Now, she's massive. You'd know her from her stunning debut album, Better in Black, songs like, you know, title track, obviously. Not Angry Anymore was Massive, Homecoming Queen. There's a little song on there toward the end that she did have a little help from a Beatle with the final recording of that track. She'll tell us that story in a second. Her um, text message, her accidental text message to Paul Kelly wasn't meant for him. Uh, plus, of course, taking her career to the Music Industry College in Brisbane and really cementing herself as a serious player in the Australian music business. She has a brand new album out and to go with that, a tour as well. First time hitting the road since COVID, so she's pumped. End of August throughout September as well. Check her out on her website to see if she's coming to a town near you and then go and check her out live. She's amazing. ThelmaPlum.com You've just smashed two mints quicker than anyone I've ever seen in my life. You, you're, I can smell how good your breath yeah, is from here, so it's you. worked. That's so funny. I just was like, that would not be very professional, just like being like, hi, I'm Thelma. No, I love it. I've had people chew gum through interviews before, so no. that's fine. Because yeah. you probably can't be like, you can't really police. Can can you be like, would you mind spitting that gum out? Well, not really. Like, so I think vibe. if it's a t- I've done like if it's TV interview, like <laughs> yeah. I think people look kind of cool chewing gum. Like, you know, just actors you? chew gum all the time because they don't know how to act. Ah, that's so funny because I'm like, I feel like that for me, it's a bit obnoxious, right? Of chewing gum. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that old thing that I reckon Brad Pitt has to eat in every scene or have food in his hand in every scene. Why? Because he's just kind of a bit awkward with his hands and stuff. So he's always oh. kind of like, that's why so many people smoke in movies. It just like accentuates oh, I guess, yeah. It's kind of like how I feel when I don't, when I'm standing somewhere without a handbag. I right? feel very like just that emoji that's like, I don't know, people can't see the emoji, but the one that you're just standing there. Do you have something like that for on stage? Like, do you have to hold, like, what's your what's your kind of comfort I mean, mechanism for on stage? No, I mean, I have a hot toddy sometimes, but, oh, yeah. um, I mean, not the whole time I'm performing, <laughs> I just like walking that. around on stage, yeah, just chilling. <laughs> um, but I do, no, I don't. I just, I on stage is fine. Usually I've got the mic in my hand. I'm working. I'm busy. You're working. Distracted. Well, thanks for chatting to us today. Yeah. We are um, at Warner HQ, so it's all very oh, professional. Hey. We love this room. Yes. Um, and uh, tell me if I'm pronouncing it wrong, but Mia Jin? Oh, Mianjin. 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 Um, I mean, yeah, other people say it differently and I'm definitely not going to, I'm not going to correct. I'll well, ta- maybe I'll take I will. The way, I'll, I'll say the way you say like, it. No, no, you say it like that. <laughs> Keep saying it that oh, way. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's the new EP and you, you've said, and I've, I've read, uh, it's the love letter to your hometown. And, yes. and it feels like to me, you used that two, hour, two hours, two years of pandemic. <laughs> Um, wisely, because a lot of people would have kind of sat around <laughs> going, eh. but it seems like you, you've you've created a new body of work. Well, I I have, I did, and I mean, I definitely would have preferred to just sit around, and I did for a fair bit of lockdown. I got to say, it was the first time in like ten years that um, I don't know that I've been still and that I didn't have to like travel and go on an airplane and. Um, so that was kind of nice, but yeah, I definitely got the writing bug when I was 
um, when I was in lockdown. Maybe because I was so still. I don't know. It was nice because often with writing, it's like, you know, you go through cycles. It's like we're going to tour, um, you know, we're going to do this, but and then I'm going to go somewhere and I'm going to sit down just to write this and it's very intentional. But when I was home during that time, it was like, you know, which is how I used to write music. It, I would write it because it felt like I had to get this out on paper or, yeah. you know, rather than like, oh, let's sit down and write a record. Yeah, well, I was, well, we had Holly Humberstone on last oh, week. Oh, my gosh. Angel. Yeah. And, well, she said, pandemic or not, her. she found it incredibly hard to write when she was busy. And I guess the yeah. whole point of your job is you want to be busy because that you means do. people want you. Totally. Yeah. Um, but you kind of need that time where you go, I need to sit down and put some stuff, as opposed yeah. to just recording stuff in your yeah. iPhone or what, however totally. you probably do it. Yeah. I yeah, definitely do. Yeah, my iPhone is like voice memo 501. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But is writing for you um, like when something is bugging you, you get it out that way or is it happy? Is it, every, is it everything or do you kind of – is it your last thing? So like I, I'm not going to articulate this properly, but like if you're a bit stressed out, yep. most people might go, I just want to watch something on TV. Like, yes. Or do you go, no, that's not me. I'm going to get the moleskin out. And oh, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, you know, I'm just such a creative. Like I don't I don't own a TV. Um, no. Well, no, some people don't. Some users don't. <laughs> no, they don't. And I look, I actually do have a, um, yeah, full cashed up Bogans vibe. I've got plasma <laughs> screen TV. Um, but look – Look, um, oh, what, okay, I have to ask you then. What's the first thing you bought when you had a little bit extra cash in your, in your account? Uh, that's probably – I mean, I did buy my – well, I still got my big TV off Catch of the Day, so I still do <laughs> love a good bargain. Um, but I did I, – I didn't really – we didn't have a TV um, when I grew up much. Like, often my mum wasn't really – she was a bit – she was a bit of a hippy-dippy, but um, I wouldn't have a TV. But we did have, like, my great, great uncles, like, old school, which would, like, we'd roll out and once was one of the TVs that like you'd have to change and it was really loud you know when you'd like yes and so like that little yeah um kids wouldn't know what we're talking about they won't probably not but that's we had that growing up so yeah when i got my kids can't believe if i don't have a certain streaming service like what do you mean we're not a binge (laughs) member what the hell (laughs) that's quite funny (laughs) you need a ball yeah that's right so um a love letter to home is home the home is queensland yes home is queensland brizzy so um yeah because i lived there for a couple of years and yeah. i i lived through the la the floods in 2009 um 11 11 11 yeah okay. oh was there another oh maybe i moved there in 2009 yeah well it just it was Gosh. a it just showed me though that, that what you know that when you're inter- when you're from interstate, that mm. whole Queenslander thing, oh you're gosh, like, oh god, so they're funny. a bit obnoxious. Yeah, <laughs> but my god, mm. what a resilient yes. state. I mean, yeah, it's what props hap- to your state is what I'm saying. Me, thank you so <laughs> yeah. much. On behalf, of, <laughs> on behalf of us all, thank you. Yeah, um, yeah, it's. I mean, look, it's what happens when you bloody um, build a city on a floodplain. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, everyone should move. That's what yeah. some people say. Now you I, should just move. Yeah, just all move. Just <laughs> oh, okay, is it that easy? Is it? Move. <laughs> but whereabouts in Queensland did you grow up? Um, south side, so south yep. South Brisbane. Yeah. Um, yeah. So w- w- oh, hence the little Vulture Street mentions sometimes. Yes, yeah. I definitely like. I went to um, you know, I went to Western Primary School for a little while. Um, went to like Kindy at Hill End, Kindy and Highgate Hill. So um, yeah, I know yeah. Highgate Hill. Yeah. So like, um, and when I was. Like when I was young, my mom um, and I, like we would, when she, she was quite young when she had me. So like, um, she was very cool, a creative lady too. And we would like often live in like share houses together, like when I was a little baby. So um, yeah, I just, I really love like 
West End in that um, area. So there are lots of like West End references like yeah. um, in the EP. So well, I live in Red Hill. Oh, yeah, I we, love Red Hill. And we're on the hill, obviously, yeah. as, as the name suggests. Yep, yep. But literally at the end of our street, the, the floods were nuts. And No, it's insane. It's an insane part of the yeah. world. Um, tell me about growing up musically, though. Like We've heard about your uncle's telly, but um, <laughs> what kind of music was around when you were young? Um, was it the radio? Was it records? Were you singing? Yeah, I mean... All of the above. All of the above, but um, a lot of the time, like... Um, so I spent a good chunk of my childhood, like, living with my grandparents as well. They lived in a place um, outside of Delungra, um, in between Delungra and Warrialda, um, which is kind of like... I don't know if you know where that is. It's like not many people know. I don't know, kind of is near, it near like... Vulture Street? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a bit further, a bit further along. Okay. Kind of near, like, Maury. Like, okay. um, yeah, I know Maury. Yeah, um, okay. So... Yeah, I spent a lot of time out there and there's, I don't know, there's not really much to do. Um, so I would hang out with my granddad a lot and he would listen to the wireless and um, he played a lot of country country music and, um, yeah, he loved like Slim Dusty and we used to listen to a lot of Casey Chambers together mm. and I would sing and he would play guitar or he would play along with his harmonica and mm. um, they had like an upright piano there too that I kind of taught myself to play and... Um, I don't know. So it was, it was nice. That's where I feel like I really like, I always have loved music, but, um, I don't know, spending time there as a kid, uh, it felt, you know, very isolated. There was, that's definitely, I think when I really like, was like, oh, this is, I love this so much. Yeah. Yeah. So did you look at it as maybe a, a way to go out and experience the world? Oh, it was definitely like an, it was, it's huge escape for me. I also think because often, I mean, I'm so grateful now that I had that because I love my grandparents and I'm so close with them and I love that I got to go, um, you know, I just, I think it's, a, you know, I have great memories of growing up on the farm, but um, at the time, I think I definitely used music as a bit of an escape. I think I often, you know, I would miss the city and I missed um, my old city life and yep. going to school in the city and not having yep. to catch the school bus, you know, 30 minutes into town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like with my school of 30 people. Um, but, <laughs> you know, yeah. Did you have any other people that had similar interests to you out, out there or were you kind of a little bit isolated in that regard? Not yeah, isolated physically, but in... No. In- I know what you mean. Sometimes you need someone to talk to. Like, oh God, are you into the salt and pepper like I am? No, do you know? (laughs) I feel like I didn't really have, but I don't know. Maybe I just was so wrapped up in my own world that I was like, I love music. No one else loves music. Um, That's why you're an artist. Yeah, kind of. Um, But I don't know. My granddad definitely. I really loved listening to music with him and that was like really our thing that we did together. So, What about playing playing instruments or singing? What did you think that you could do better first? Like you're like, oh, I'm going to play guitar so I can sing or or I'm going to play or I'm going to sing so I can play guitar? I was just definitely singing first. My mum reckons that I would like – um, I guess because she was so cool and creative and very young, like a lot of her friends when I was growing up were um, in like really amazing like brizzy bands. And um, so I feel like um, like one of my mom's best friends, Tony Lawson, she was in this band called Isis. Um before obviously that yeah it's right like, yeah, that, yeah, yeah um got, isis is a god apparently like before but <laughs> of anyway, we're not talking about the terrorist group um but they, she was in a band they were kind of like quite famous in the 90s and um she would like sing notes to me and my mum thinks that 
it tells me that I would like coo them back to her. And yeah, right. Um, but now that I'm saying that out loud, I'm like, that's one of those things <laughs> yeah. that mums say Mom to say you. That. They're like, you would coo notes back, pitch perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My kid's a genius. <laughs> um, then tell us about the musical industry college in Brisbane. That how how do you get from cooing words to your mum to obviously making this potentially going to be a career for you? Yeah. What, what happened in between? In between, yeah. <laughs> Being a tiny baby. Um, no, nothing in between. It was just that. Um, <laughs> so I, yeah, what was I doing? So I went to music industry college in grade 11 and 12 and I will say it is honestly the reason I finished high school. I, oh, before that, where was I going? I was going to Uronga High School, which, you know, I loved, which was a great school as well. There was great teachers there, but I, I don't know. I just, I remember, I just, I used to, I, in grade 10, I, I thought, I don't know. I just, school for me, I have ADHD and school for me, um, I don't know. It was, I struggled sometimes and, um, yeah. By I the guess, way, I think everyone does now. Yeah, all the, all, all the interesting, pe- interesting yeah. people do. I, all, all my creative friends now, we're <laughs> all like, oh, that's what's wrong with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why we all hang out oh, together. I didn't know. Um, yeah. I but, think anyone who goes in to get a diagnosis, yeah, it's always, yeah, you are. Yeah, yep. You absolutely are. I mean, I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yep. yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think um, I just, it wasn't, I don't know. I really wasn't very engaged. I was wagging school a lot. I was like, you know, in grade 10, I was like, I'm probably not going to, finish school I'm like you know I don't know I loved doing hair I was like maybe I'll I was doing tea and tidy at like my local um hairdressing salon was doing tea and tidy work um it's like you know going and getting like I know yeah I know me repeating it tea and tidy (laughs) what um you know like going and giving like tea and coffee to the girls oh, getting okay. their hair done um sometimes I could like wash the hair which was <laughs> which was um pretty nice but anyway look I, I loved doing music but I just I, I was like how on earth I didn't even know what that looked like like I was like how would would I be able to do that as a career that's not even something that I mean I hadn't I didn't even I definitely wanted to do that but it was not something that I thought was at all possible for mm. me to do. Um, so what changed that then? Was that the music college? Music industry college. Yeah, right, right, so I right. heard about this college and I went for an interview and I met the principal, Brett Wood. He is, you know, still to this day, I love him so very much. Went and visited him last week at the school. Um, but he, I don't know, he was just amazing, lovely and um, they were just really committed to, I don't know, teaching in like a different way and not, you know, super mainstream and understanding that kids learn differently. And for me, that is, you know, I learn very hands-on and um, I don't know, they kind of based everything around like music as well, which meant that I was like fairly engaged. So like our, I don't know, like our maths assignment would be like doing up a tour budget and things like that, which, oh, wow. yeah, it That's was cool. cool. Yeah, That's great. It was a really cool school. Do you do your tour budgets now um, or do you leave that to these guys? So funny, me being like, <laughs> I hope my manager didn't hear that I said that. He'll be like, excuse me, what? You're doing your own. My um, rider's got gold so everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, I just, um, yeah, I really loved that school. And did it I, obviously give you confidence as well? It did. And honestly, like, you know, I recorded my first song there. Like I, this song that I wrote, 
um, called 21 Questions, which is just such a funny song. 50 mm. Cent also has a song like that, but mine was different. Yours is a bit different, yeah. Um, I could feel that. Yeah, I could yeah, feel yeah. that just looking at you. But, <laughs> but it's, you know, amazing school. And now I have um, a scholarship, the Thelma Pump Scholarship, and I send two Indige Kids a year, which is really exciting. Oh, so, um, oh, so yeah. there must be the thrill when you pop in as oh. the uh, guest teacher. Because oh. normally at school when we have a substitute teacher, it's like, Ugh. And then, <laughs> oh, it's Thelma Plum, oh, everybody. I did go into school last week and visit the kids. I yeah. met the two girls. They just, oh, they're just a beautiful. And they got what it takes, you, you reckon? They do. Yep. They got what it takes. Good yeah. stuff. They're Have gone far. <laughs> we got your support act sorted out. <laughs> so what was the next kind of thing? So a lot of people are storming out in here. Do you hear that? What's going on out there? I don't know. It's We're big, working in here. big meetings happening. Um, what was the next then thing? Uh, the, so that the, that school gave you the, the confidence to think, I can do this as a job. Was it was it Triple J unearthed or was it another moment? Or No, it was like, it was that school, I tell you, they yeah. were really like, they were just like, this is just something that you can do. Like, yeah. this is, you know, and, you know, they really encouraged me to put my songs on Triple J Unearthed. Like, I had songs. I think I had my first song on there was called Blackbirds, I think it was called. And that was maybe when I was in grade 12. And, and, there, and there was Father Said? Father Said. And that was, um, I think I put that on just like not too long afterwards. Or okay. maybe it was even the same time. I don't know. Um, it's all a blur. Now. It is all a blur. It's so long ago, but um, <laughs> I mean, it's only a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. I'm still in my early twenties. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely um, there was a school, and then Triple J Unearth, of course. Then when I was Unearth, that was just like, yeah. I mean, my life changed. Yeah, yeah. It it all changed. It all. This is how this all came about. That's right. Well, yeah. better in black changed everything. I mean, that did change everything. A little yes. bit. Yeah. I mean, tell, tell us about that period. But firstly, about putting that album together, which is, I'm going to say iconic, even though it was only 2018, but it's just such a huge album and, and, and probably opened a thousand million doors, but showed the world what you thought to yourself you, you could do in college. Um, yeah. Tell us about putting that album together and then getting it out there and, and what that experience was like. Oh, what an experience. Um, this is your life. Yes. This is my life. I had made another, I'd made another record before I made Better in Black um, and I had to scrap it. I mean, I didn't have to, I, I wanted to. Um, it just, it didn't feel, it didn't feel right, but that was like an insanely hard decision to make. Um, mm -hmm. And it was also pretty hard, not pretty hard, but you know, I kind of had to then convince the people that had, you know, my label and, you know, other people like, yeah. you know, that this is really what I want to do. And I know that this record, it's just, it didn't feel right. It felt, um, I don't know, and time had passed. It's a weird thing with like making, writing music and recording music. Often like you're recording this music that you wrote, you know, some time ago and it's, and then you're releasing it like, you know, months and months later. Well, Billie and Eilish said that this week about, she was saying, I just want to write a song and make a song and put it out. And she oh. did that. She put just put two songs out without. Last week? Last week. She put two songs out? TV and another one. Thanks for keeping me. No, yeah. you're going, but she, she said exactly that. She's her. like, you know, this, like the last body of work yeah. was huge. and But it was so long ago. So and long when I'm ago. performing it on stage, it's what I felt years ago. Yeah. And you feel like a different, like, because so much has happened and it's just. Um, I don't know. It felt, yeah, she's very right in saying that. Um, I relate to that too. But um, the internet would help with that now. Yeah. You can just put stuff out if oh, you're allowed to. You <laughs> anyway, I won't do it, I swear. Um, but We're joking. Yeah, I'm going to leak my own, my own track. <laughs> no, no, no. 
um, but yeah, Better and Black, it was, I'm so happy that I made that decision and, you know, everyone, I felt very supported in making that decision too. And it, um, it was the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. Well, around that time, I'll, I'll mention three, um, people's names, David, um, Paul and Paul. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> now I know you've probably told this story a lot and you, know, you get sick of dining out on it, but tell us about, uh, even with Paul Kelly and Paul McCartney and how they, um. Oh yeah. I'm so sick of talking about that. No. <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> those two blokes. my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give us the snapshot for people who might not know about how Paul McCartney was wandering. Tell me if I got this right. Was in a in a New York recording studio where you were, heard one of your tracks and wanted to put his guitar on it, which I think is the last track on Better in Black. <laughs> it is. And that that is what happened. It's funny because there's been like sometimes I hear different versions from okay. other people like yep. repeated back to go? me. You went really well. That mm. is exactly what happened. So, Whew. yeah, he was David Kahn, who I was working with, who was just an amazing producer, so incredible. Um, I was working with him in New York City and he, he had mentioned – Paul McCartney, Sir Paul McCartney, mm-hmm. to me before, you know, he was like, you know, and I knew that they worked together. I knew that he often would produce Paul's music now. Paul's music now. Oh my God. Not right, that yeah, one. P-Mac. Yeah, yeah, you know, PM. Or Macca. Um, Macca, as I call him, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't call him that, just so everyone knows. <laughs> I am very respectful. Um, Sir Macca. But, Sir Macca, of course. But, you know, he, I knew that and I, th- I don't know, I thought it was insane and wild, so it was something that, but he had so many. David had the most insane stories and would tell me these stories about people I just loved, like Henry Rollins and Paul McCartney and, um, I don't know, just just crazy people. And I remember being, like, feeling very, like, out of, you know, a bit like a deer in headlights and was just like, whoa, and kind of put that out of my mind because I was like, I can't keep thinking about this. Like, I'm so nervous. And, you know, we would have things like this studio I worked in. Like, I just remember, you know, this is like the day before Paul had come in I heard this beautiful like piano playing on David, my producer's like piano. And I was like, I have to like go out of the room. Who is that playing? And I walk out and it's like, you know, just like some guys from Outcast, And, you know, it's just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's I was crazy. Like, what the heck's going on? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, it's just was crazy and wild. Uh, but well, I- made for you is the song. I, I listened to it again yesterday just to refresh myself. So did, did you make that song and then he just added his bits? Yes. So I wrote that song with- And normally would that be really offensive? Someone's I like, mean, can I play guitar over the top of something you've already made? Okay. <laughs> I definitely, <laughs> potentially. Yeah. Um, look, I wrote that song with Paul Kelly um, in St Kilda, which was just, I mean, everything for me because I love I love Paul Kelly so much. And um, oh. is, that the, is that the day that you sent the text to him by mistake? Oh my God, you know about everything. That's so funny, I did. And I was like, oh my, oh, I'm telling him I'm going to vomit, but I couldn't even spell vomit right. That's right, right. I'm going to omit. Yeah. omit. There you go. Oh my gosh, that's a throwback. <laughs> that's so embarrassing. Paul's so patient with me. That's so funny. Uh, um, anyway, so that is the day I accidentally texted Paul when I was outside his house that I was going to vomit because I was really nervous and I meant to send it to my friend Carmen. Um, but anyway, so that happened. But he's a real sport. So yeah, he was so he's nice. So he's like, don't worry, it's okay. I'm yeah. like, uh, don't look at me. Um, but yes, and then Paul McCartney, he came into the studio. We were tracking it. I was not in the studio this day, so I was really devastated. Wasn't there. Apparently, he came in and said to Dave, who is this? What's this song? He said, this is Thelma, this Indigenous performer from Australia. She wrote this with Paul Kelly. He knew who Paul Kelly was, a big fan of Paul Kelly, which was not surprising at all. Um, And he was like, oh, mind if I lay something down? Yeah. And which normally maybe I would be like, well, excuse me. (laughs) Yeah, I've already made this. Yeah. But, I mean, he did and it was beautiful and I was just so – 
I couldn't believe it. And then when I when he came to Australia to perform, like I got to go and meet him before um, his show. I got to bring my dad and my manager. It was just like, you know, it's what, yeah, I'm happy, you know. It's yeah. like all good. Oh, well, absolutely. Yeah. You're about to um, head out on a, on a tour again and obviously having the, the lockdown experience. Uh, how do you feel about that? Do those dates make you, are you overwhelmed by that or are you so busting to just get back out there and do what you do? I am so keen to just play shows. I can't even. I yep. thrive when I play shows and it honestly, it really was just so disheartening for so long booking shows and then cancelling them and not playing and, yep, I'm excited. Yeah. Oh. I have to say this and I'm going to – but you were my daughter's first concert. Oh, my gosh, stop. So she was seven, so she's nine now. She went and saw you at the Emmore Theatre. Oh, my gosh, Angel. And, look, maybe this is not true, but for the purpose of this, she's the reason she plays guitar. You're the reason she plays guitar now. You're a bit of the reason she plays oh. guitar now. I'm, a, I'm another bit. But I, she wanted me to sign you, um, you to sign her music book. So I just need to get you to do that before oh, the end of this. Oh, my gosh. And she'll be coming to the shows. So Angel. Yeah, her yes. name's Bo. And she, she, What's her name? Bo, B-O. Oh, Bo, And she just said, can you get me an order? Yep. Today, and she Absolutely. never ever does that. So oh my gosh. I'll get an old what school autograph so from you in a sec. But also, um, this will go to air unfortunately after this. But you're nominated for um the Indigenous Music Awards Artist of the Year and Song of the Year. Yes. So do you want to say congratulations and commiserations? Uh-huh. On uh-huh. I'll say both. So we'll yeah. choose one. How do you feel about that? I feel so grateful, and I feel really I don't know. It's awesome, and I'm like this is you know this is I was unearthed ten years ago to play at the National Indigenous Music Awards, and now I'm going to play there this weekend um with my band like what a way to like I don't know coming full circle and um I just honestly I think they are so important everyone who is nominated it is just I am so happy to just go there and celebrate and you know whatever happens um I really just think I know that sounds like so like we're all winners but like it is it actually really is like that and it's just like it just means a lot I just think for all the kids to see that I don't know, like all the little kids. For I just sure. think, yeah. My money's on Baker Boy because I just – I love Baker Boy so much. Yeah. I just love Baker Boy and I love Barker. I mean, everyone I love, but I just love Baker Boy. Yeah, he's same. so sweet. Yeah, he came into my radio show oh. a little while ago and he's just infectious. Oh, my he's, gosh. He's an angel. Yeah. He's like so – In a good so way. Infectious talented. in a good way. That yeah. has a different connotation in his, now. In this he climate. never wore a mask. He was oh, infectious. He was not. <laughs> Any show on this giant list, though, that is going to stand out to you as like a, a theatre in particular or a, or a city that you just can't wait to get out in front of? So I've never performed in the Blue Mountains, so I'm oh, really yeah, excited about off. that and playing at the Tivoli, um, which is in my hometown. Mm-hmm. So that will be – I mean, that's going to be really – I'm yep. really excited to play at the Tivoli because I've never had a headline show at the Tivoli. I've, always, I've done supports there before, um, but I've never played my own show there. Well, it all starts August 25, um, com, and this is called Introduce. So we finished the podcast with you introducing us to an artist that you love oh. or um, that you've just heard of or that – it could be Paul McCartney. I don't know. Okay. Up to you. Take your time, too. Oh, my We're God. We're not live. Oh. <laughs> like, I have to pick, make the perfect decision. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of people when I ask them is just name 58 people because okay. I don't want to offend anyone. So well, I'm like, go who, for it. Who's someone I've listened to? I'm going to go to my last. Yeah, what was shop. your last – yeah, that's actually better. Because then if this is real then – Peter Schilling, Major Tom, lol. Um, the last song I listened to. Um, was That's funny. That's silly. Oh, you know who I've been loving, but I feel like everyone loves them at the moment. But it's 
because they're so good. I really have been loving Wet Leg. Oh, yeah. huge. They were on they're this really podcast good. only a couple of weeks ago. Are you kidding me? 100%. Were they you, really you should cool? listen to it. They were, I will listen to it. I threw out every bit of note because they kind of just sat with each other and just they were so softly spoken oh. and they giggled, but they were brilliant yeah, and so cool. friendly. And we went and saw them at the Lansdowne. They did a little pop-up oh show. Oh, my gosh. And they were just so cool. They're so, so fun. cool. And they stayed back and they signed everybody's albums oh. and T-shirts and stuff. No pressure for you on the Yeah, on no, show. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um, gosh, I really, no, Wet yeah. Leg's a good one. They're good. My dad texted me them as well. Serious? Yeah, I had heard of them before, but I was yeah. like, thanks, dad. This is sick. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Well, so lovely to have you on the on thanks the podcast. Good luck me. with the uh, the awards and the tour. Thank you. And I will have to get you to sign that uh, music book I'm right I'm signing now. it. I've already signed it. <laughs> I haven't, but I will. <laughs> yeah.